Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is that you take the time to allow uh, our broadcast to come across your airwaves, to be part of this, to be part of this community. I know that uh, this year, as I've been thanking the Lord as we come into this new year, uh, that I always thank him several times for all of you. Just uh, being those people, those 70,000 downloads, those people who listen every day, those people who are part of this, we're, we're really honored. We're really honored. Thank you for that. So with me today is uh, my friend, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. It's good to have you, brother. And here we go. So we, we're always trying to look for a word that's relevant. We're, we're biting off four verses. Now, i got to tell you, this will be a Doug and Kevin record if we pull this off. Actually, it'll tie a record for all we've ever done at one time. But uh, I want to go ahead and bang through these first four verses here that we're looking at. But I want to talk about shame first. Shame is one of those things that will knock you down. Shame is something that the devil will use. He, uh, uh, he wants you to be guilty. He wants you to be shameful. You know, it's it, shame to me. It's like this humiliation. It's this feeling of humiliation or, or, you know, I, I had a, a young lady tell me one time we were talking definitions. I was teaching some college classes at a Bible college through abstentia online. And, and I asked, uh, one of the questions I asked is what is the definition of shame to you? We all know that, you know, Webster said something like it's a painful feeling of humiliation. And, but this, this lady said to me, it's the consciousness of knowing that I messed up. It's loss of respect or esteem for myself. Well, friends, let me tell you this. If we take that definition from that young lady at that Bible college down South, and, and we think about that for a minute, uh, there's going to be those times that we're shameful. There's going to be those times that we deal with shame. So what do we do? Well, we got to seek forgiveness. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. So once we do that, they've been blotted. They're as far as the east is from the west. So then the second part of this, what do we do, is for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, shall I be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. So folks, a couple things in my life need to happen. And uh, the first thing that needs to happen is we need to confess our sins. And if we've hurt somebody, if we've caused this reason to be shameful with other people, we have those biblical responsibilities in Matthew 18 and stuff. We seek forgiveness, but it all begins with confessing your sins to God. And, and then we find ourselves, and in, in, in when we do that, and when God uh, forgives us, and he does, uh, and then we, you know, we go to other people and say, hey, we messed you up. And then we understand that God will help us. And we set our face and we move out and say, we're a child of God. And God's got our backs, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, shame, just like you're saying, has the has a connotation that <clears throat> you've done something wrong. You failed. You, you've, you've morally or, or you just, you failed your principles. Um, I was just thinking about, there's one verse came to mind in the book of Judges. There's this king who's uh, an enemy king. I can't remember if, if he's uh, from 
uh, one of the, and anyway, Moab or something like that, but his name was Eglon. He was so fat that an assassin stuck a dagger in, you know, Ehud stuck a dagger in him and the, it, it got lost in the layers that this poor man had who was a king. And uh, it says the dirt came out. So he was just a real heavy guy. But but anyway, it says that when when he was assassinated, the servants of the king that allowed this man Ehud to go in under guise, under colors that he was going to give a gift, quote, from God. He was an assassin on Israel's part. Um, you know, he when he went in to snipe the king, as it were, and to to rub him out, his the, the servants of the king that were to be protected him tarried until they were ashamed. In other words, they waited around outside. They did not go in to check on the state of the king. And they, and the king was dead by this time. So they, they waited until they were ashamed, which gave the guy chance, the assassin chance to escape. But, uh, you know, God was in all that. But, but the point is they, they got to the point where they said, you know what, we're messing up. I know the king said, you know, I'm using the bathroom in here, I think, in its context. He's covering his feet, but uh, is what they thought. But they said, you know what? It, it comes to the point where we're messing up on a duty. And I think shame sometimes, it, don't you think, is when we, we say, you know what? It would come to the realization, I did the, I made a bad choice. I did the wrong thing. And, that, and, and, and so that in that sense, I guess shame can be a good thing. But but on what really what we're talking about, when that is used against you, where the devil or the enemies of God, and they, they will do this. They will say, aha, uh, you are remiss on your duty. In other words, okay, you went to church. Well, what about your family? Don't you care about your family? You know, well, yeah, that's why I'm bringing them to church. Don't let the devil shame you. And don't, don't, uh, you know, and, and by the way, if you did mess up and you made a moral failure and then you get it right and you've then done your best to, to make restitution, like, like, um, the wee little man up in the tree, you know, uh, who, who said, uh, if I've, you know, taken anything wrong from someone, I'm going to make it right and I'm going to add money to it. So when Zacchaeus made things right, and, and basically, when we own it, like you said a couple of days ago, when we own it, our shame before God, uh, God has forgiven us. And as far as the East is from the West, we, David said, let me not be ashamed. You know, I don't, he, he's saying, I, I'm asking you to help me over this natural human feeling uh, of when the devil attacks me with a a valid argument that you messed up yeah, you yeah. failed morally and but yet you say lord that is true but i have number 1 the blood of jesus on my account so the sin is gone completely number 2 i have also yielded myself to the holy spirit to to help me to do better and lord i cannot do any better than that. They're the two things that I've in my tool chest that you've given me to overcome this, this shame. Number one, the past. Number two, the, the future. The blood takes care of the stain of sin. The Holy Spirit will take care of the practice of sin yeah. and help me to go forward. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And, and, uh, uh, exactly. I, I couldn't help, but, but, you know, think about David and, uh, exactly what you were saying is let me not be ashamed of Lord for I have called upon thee. And, and, and I love that. I love that when we're talking to the, when, when, uh, Paul is inspired by God to talk to the church of Rome, who at times was a mess and he's working through things like salvation, sanctification, uh, you know, safety service, all those different things. He, he, he gets to the point, he's in Romans 10, and he said, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And what I like about the way the apostle Paul was inspired by God there is Paul's saying it's not going to happen, all right? If you believe on him and you tune in on that, you make your amends, you do those things, you seek to forgiveness, you you work with God, work with others, well, that's the place where, where God will lift your head. There's a verse, and I, I'm trying to look for it. Here we go. And but thou art uh, Psalm three three. But thou, O Lord, art our shield for me, my glory, and a lifter up of mine head. So, you know, don't try to lift your head on your own. Don't try to eliminate shame on your own. Give it to God. Let Him lift your head up. Uh, David said, "He's the lifter of my head." Now, I don't know about you folks, but sometimes I need God to lift this seven and a half inch head, and and there's a big noggin that's been resting upon my shoulder. Sometimes it gets so heavy it feels like it can't even be there anymore. Just give it to God. Let Him lift your head. I know we're right up against the window here, but I want to start by reading these four verses and maybe just by way of introduction talking about them a little bit uh, before we go and do what the stations need us to do. And it starts here in verse number 14. It say, the king and the faithful uh, and that faithfully judgeth the poor, his throne shall be established forever. Quickly, the, the Lord's reminding us, if you're faithful and you judge the poor, not on their finances, not where they're at, remembering that God said that Joseph was a prosperous man, remembering that, that Ruth was a prosperous woman, remember throughout the Bible that people who had nothing were seen to be greatly prosperous to God, and his throne shall be established forever. You want a good life? Treat everybody equally. We serve a just God. We should be just. And and, and then it goes to 15, and it says, the rod and reproof giveth wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. And, and there it's going on to say, boy, we, we have a responsibility of discipline for our children. We have a responsibility to do what's right. And, uh, uh, it, and there's a peace of mind in that. There's, there's knowing that I've taught my child, my son or daughter, how to do right. Then we get the verse 16, when the wicked are multiplied, transgression shall increaseth. Uh, but the righteous shall see their fall. And uh, very, very clear here. The more the wicked are, the transgressions increase, but we're going to see their fall. Those of us who follow God, trust God. Remember, we've talked about that word righteous, being right, being on the side of God, trusting God. And then there in verse 17, correct thy son and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give thee uh, he shall give delight unto thy soul. So many verses. I know we hit them quickly, and we're going to come right back and talk about them. So go ahead and hang with us. Well, I'll tell you, Kevin, that first verse talking about uh, 
uh, you know, the king that faithfully judgeth the poor, the king, you know, anybody who judgeth the poor, who's just, who, who does the right thing. So if you, if you, if you're fair, if you're just, justice, another word for fair, if you're, if you're right in there, uh, your throne shall be established forever. That's a good thing to know, isn't it? It is, <clears throat> you know, ha- blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. And also there's a lot of verses that talk about if your king fears God and faithfully judges on on his behalf tries to execute his judgments that um he'll he'll be a great uh advocate for the poor you know perfect example would be the stories of these kings uh i can't remember I, it wasn't king wenceslas but there was there has been a few kings down and it might be more than a few down through the ages that occasionally would you know, don the attire of the peasant and go out among the people to see how they really were. I know, um, you know, it's kind of like Henry David Thoreau wrote, Thoreau wrote Walden's Pond. If I'm not mistaken, that's the story written from the standpoint of a frog where he submerged in the pond up to his eyeballs and just wanted to spend a day looking from the frog's point of view. And I may have the wrong poem, but uh, the idea is that, you know, we have a God who sent his son down to the earth to dwell with the poor, though he were rich yet for our sakes, he became poor and he's acquainted with our griefs. He's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. And boy, what a blessing that we have someone who faithfully, judges the poor he takes up for crying people he his heart is touched with their grief and we are not in a position where we have to ever think you know i wish someone understood we're not some religion of the world our savior literally judges the poor and his throne is high above our oppressors above the worst thing that's happening to us uh, he who gave his yeah. life for us is also <laughs> on the throne for us today. If he gave his son, shall he not with him freely give us all things? And, and, and then that verse, Kevin, you know, where, where God's coming along and he's reminding us that, you know, we have a responsibility uh, to, to raise children, to be good adults, to, uh, you know, to keep them on the right path, to do those right things, to, to educate, to help, to, uh, discipline and, and, you know, to keep them going the right way. And it pays off. Yeah. You know, the, those, all those four verses, it's kind of amazing. They all, the, there's a contrast there in, in ruling the, there it talks about the King, you know, taking care of, um, poor, you know, the poor, you know, the widow, the fatherless and that kind of thing. And then it talks about when the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth, um, and correct thy son and he should give thee rest. So in the matter of correction within, um, a, a, a domain or within an organization, you know, just dis- the idea of discipline, the idea that how are you going to take care of, all right, we got good people that need help and they need protected and they need, so, you know, they, they're a just um, need, they, they have just needs that need taken care of. This is my job, take care of it. But there's other people who are there to mess up the good people. Yeah. And how, how do you deal with that correction? You know what, this whole thing of correction, you know, behavior modification, how that's the age old problem is, you know, what do you do? And, um, and I just, 
you know, I look at these scriptures and I think, you know, God's got both of it covered. God handles it well. People, unfortunately, we, you know, God, God's wrath is just. Behold the goodness and the severity of God. He's got truth and he's got mercy. I mean, he's mercy and truth. They've kissed each other in the Son of God. So these 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 wonderful principles about yeah. our about our triune God are are true. But when people mess up their authority, and this is kind of where I'm thinking right now, when people don't do godly and are a bad example of God, number one, they don't take care. They're not a good advocate of hurting people. And number two, they let junk go on. They they, they don't correct the problem. And, and, you know, I just think there's probably someone listening out here that you just are thinking, why doesn't someone take care of this? I have been so hurt. I just, you know, I need help. I need help. And number one, God is is the only one who can fully see your situation. And so you need to, you know, trust in him, just like you've been saying, Brother Doug, he is a good God. He can be trusted. Number two is, um, you know, when you, if there's a situation that needs corrected, be godlike about it. There is a lot of people that are the victim of someone that, you know, that was wrathful in their in there uh, trying to deal with something. I mean, I'm sure there's someone listening here who was unjustly fired from a job, you know, and the, and the boss just, you know, hearkened to lies. Someone said something and, and got you fired. You know, someone didn't like you and, and it, and you may have lost everything because of some unjust correction. Who knows? You might've been framed for something, but whatever you've been through, I'm just glad that there's a God that's he is he yeah. and only he alone can correct things and he can correct us, but then he can also correct those that, that are messing with us. And I've seen it, brother, I've seen it yeah, several yeah. times where God will take up. It says, in, it's, it says here in the old Testament, if a widow or a fatherless cries out to God, he will be angry and he will move basically heaven and earth to, to become their advocate. And yeah, so I just yeah. say, let's, let's, yeah, let's cry to God. There's a lot of hurt people out there that just need, need the right kind of correction in their life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and I almost forgot to say this, but I wanted to say that, you know, on Walden Pond, that book messed me up for a whole year of college one time and, you know, being plants, being <laughs> frogs, looking at everything from different positions and trying to keep up with that and metaphor it just flies right over me, man. And, uh, he was, you know, but anyway, you let a guy live on a pond. I, I often thought that I said, man, when I become an old man, I think I'm there. I'm going to buy a house on a pond somewhere in New Hampshire <laughs> or New England, and I'm going to see what uh, uh, my brother Thoreau saw up there back in the day. And uh, But, you know, then we get on over to 16, and we're reminded, and, uh, you know, when the wicked increase, and we see that in the world, don't we? We see that when the wicked are multiplied, when those numbers increase, when they, it seems like they keep on growing, of course, the transgressions are going to increase, but God gives us this wonderful thought here and this wonderful reality. You know, the righteous are going to, we're going to see the fall. 
you know, where he's not going to allow them to triumph in the end. Our God is a great God. He's going to make sure. And I'm going to cover this other verse again a little bit too, because like sometimes we get up against that wall a little bit. And I wanted to make sure that we hit all of these a little bit. And then going on to talk about correct thy son and, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give thee delight unto their soul. And uh, it, it's a wonderful thing to know that there's a peace of mind that comes in correction. There's a peace of mind in doing the right thing. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I will always be my children's dad. I will always be their father. And at times that I need to be the father and stand up and speak up and step up, I'm going to do that. There's a delight that comes with that. There's a, there's a promise from God. There's a peace of mind, I think, that God's telling us here that will give us a delight onto thy soul. And I love the words. I love how God forms these words. But there'll be a delight onto thy soul. When we do that right thing, Kevin, we're, we're up against the time a little bit. Got about a minute left. But as you look at those last couple verses, what's coming to your mind there? Yeah. Well, I, again, the idea of, of, of correction. And then, you know, when, when something is corrected, there's just delight. And, you know, number one in my own life, the Bible says that if God chastens us and we get it right, that it's the peaceable fruit of righteousness. So there's peace, there's joy. Number two, if there's a problem in our life, we can take it to God and say, God, please cor- either correct this or correct me. One of the two you know, there needs to be a resolution. And God is not really so much about managing problems as correcting problems because he, he's got the rod of righteousness and he knows how to deal with it. So, you know, sometimes God just either changes the situation or he changes your heart and gives you peace and joy about it. But either way, there's delight in the soul. Praise the Lord. There is. And, and, and folks, there's a lot of lessons in here and what we've covered in the last few minutes. There's there's so many lessons for us. And, and, and be that just person. Be that fair person. Be that person that is going to judge people. Do not be a respecter of people. You know, whether somebody has a million dollars or has no money at all, treat them the same. They're, they were loved so much by God that Christ died for them. And remember that as you go through and fairly and justly treat people, treat everybody the same. And, uh, and God will honor that and, and help, you know, raise your children. Don't leave it up to the school system. Don't leave it up to other people, you know, help to forge, uh, their lives. And, and, uh, so when they hit that age, when they go away to college, when they come back, when they do those things in life, they, they know what to look for. They know what's coming their way and they know where it's coming. Well, we sure do love you folks and are so honored again that you would take the time to be part of this. We'd love to help you if we can, you know how to get a hold of Kevin, R-A-U-B, Kevin Rob out there on Facebook, Doug at Wounded Spurts com is always a good choice for you and uh and then helpful wounded spirits facebook page we certainly hope you're having a great day we're praying for you may god bless you and hey with that smile that only god can give you thank you thank you for listening to our podcast today it is very important to all of us at help for wounded spirits that you know your lord and savior jesus christ The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. 
for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.